the two of us. Yeah. Hey, we can we make, can it, make if it, we it if we try. Just the two of us. Okay, we lost all our viewers. Hi! <laughs> you and I. Welcome to Total Spot Fest. JJ Brownlee, Jamie Faulkner, just the two of us tonight. Austin is on assignment. Getting his learn on or getting his work on. <laughs> he one doing, or the other. He's, he, he's doing something. He's doing something. He's doing something. So we're just going back to a little old school. Just Jamie, JJ coming at you here. Um, we got actually a good amount of stuff to talk about. Um, the wrestling show that was on TV tonight is not going to be the biggest part of that. Uh, it was fine. It was a go-home show. It was an old school AEW go-home show. But uh, we got lots to get to tonight. So we do want to thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. We do appreciate you giving us some of your time. If you are checking us out live, uh, please join in the, uh, the chat down below. Uh, while you're down there, if you haven't already, you know, Make a flirting pass at that like and subscribe, you know, and, you know, hit, hit the little alert too, you know, alert's good for you as well. You know, why, why not make it a foursome? So, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be creative with it. I don't know. It's like, I feel like such a, I feel like a shill anyway, cause it's like on YouTube, Hey, smash that like button. You know, it's like, but that's, 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 a, that, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> I know I'm weird. Yes, I know. Hey. I am all about the the, the pandering. Uh, um, no, like it's pretty simple. Hey, we if you like what you hear, hit that like and subscribe. And if you really like what you hear, don't forget to hit that notification bell. Then you can hear every time we go live. Because guess what? We are total spot fest live. It's finally a thing now. It's amazing. So for those of you not around from the beginning, we started off as Total Spot Fest Live. Our original logo was a ripoff of Total Request Live for those of you old enough to remember the, the 90s uh, and Carson Daly post-school afternoon on MTV. Um, nobody got it because we weren't live at all. <laughs> and it was just like, whoa, this is so we just became Total Spot Fest and now we're live. So irony. Irony. But we hope you guys are having a, a wonderful. I'm Fetarson <laughs> Bailey. I'm just reading Jamie's comment. Okay. Uh, yes. But it, yeah, but no. Uh, Jamie, how was your weekend? I know your week's been busy AF, but how was your weekend, man? How did you and fantasy football? Uh, own three. Um, oh, Jamie, bad but, start this year, dude. Well, here's the thing. Here's the rub. <laughs> I was the second highest scoring team in all three. That is my the league. most frustrating loss in fantasy football. And and in one league, I lost by five points, and my defense got me negative 11. What defense ja do you have? I had Jacksonville's defense. Oh. That was a good play, I thought. I mean, they're supposed to be decent. They played decent against the Chiefs, and then they got their taints handed to them. <laughs> I mean, at least you didn't have Denver's defense. Let's put it that way. I would never. I would have never <laughs> in a million years started that one. But, no, yeah, I literally lost by five points. If I didn't start defense at all, I would have won. Are you Are you fully, Jamie, being a chief fan here, are you on board with the whole Taylor Swift, uh, Kelsey uh, hype train? <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Yeah, let's just get this into our podcast. Uh, yes, I am. If it's she shows, media, it's the number one media story of the week, dude. I'm sorry. I, I know, I know. It's kind of on point, but I'm saying this: if she shows up and we drop a forty burger, she has to come every week. Right? <laughs> That's all I mean, it was the it. Bears, 
But you didn't just beat – you made the Bears look like Northwestern. I mean, it was – I mean, we have the number three ranked defense in all the land right now, and we haven't faced defense, Your defense is we looking – We haven't faced chumps. Your defense looks good, dude. Your defense looks good. And, you know, Chris Jones makes a big difference, of course. Pay that man his money. <laughs> We'll see if that happens. I, I'm a, hey, you know, Steelers had like almost two quarters in the middle of the game where it looks like we would be good in spite of Matt Canada. And then, you know, we won in spite of him <laughs> at the end. You have a terrible offensive coordinator so and you have a game manager for a quarterback. Which if we had a better <laughs> offensive set, the game manager would be okay for the short term. But those two yeah. combined, <laughs> it's. I mean, come on. Third and two, you know, without three and a half minutes left. All you need to do is get a first down to get it. So you run the ball, and if you don't get it, okay, well, you don't get it, right? Cool, you can live mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. You don't do a read option that everybody on the other team saw coming like five minutes earlier. I saw that. Oh, God. But anyway, anyway, enough about football. Um, yes. <laughs> let's, let's, let's dive further into wrestling. And let's talk about some Fed news. You want to talk a little Fed news? It's the second week in a row. Let's get more Fed news. Uh, you know, of course, talk about the big news. Jay Cargill officially signing multi-year contract. No. Officially, uh, officially. We reported by ESPN. Network. Also, it looks like in the next uh, NXT pay-per-view, which is coming up here, I think, either this week or next week. I don't know. Um, Brian Pillman's going to be. They have like Brian Pillman spots now going on. Good for him. Hey. Yeah. You know, good for him. But that's not what I'm getting at now. Fed, so, fed things. Yeah, so since it's TKO, um, they have made a their annual rounds of releases, and mm -hmm. this was a hefty list. A um, surprisingly hefty list, too, in a lot of fronts. Uh, yeah, some of the people, I'm like, okay, I get it. <clears throat> There's There was literally two or three. I'm like, really? That, that happened mm -hmm. to them? Uh, but... I want to talk about this because there's some <laughs> names on here because I, I, I want to play a little fancy booking island here. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So here are the names of the people that have been officially released by WWE. Uh, most of you probably already know this, but if you don't, here you go. So we're going to start off with Mustafa Ali is officially a free agent. He's been asking for that for roughly 18 <laughs> months. So congratulations. Emma, second time, second time, poor Emma. She uh, she did such a good job on T. Uh, sorry, Impact and other places, and just never materialized. And they had in her. She was at. She was literally on the road advertising their Perth pay per view show they have coming up. Found out like literally like like tweets out, finds out she got fired, and immediately tweets out, "Whoops, never mind, just got laid off." <laughs> like yeah, it's like. Dude, dude. Yeah, one of my favorite unsung guys who never really did much uh, in the ring other than just having that pizzazz was Rick Boogs. Love that guy. Oh, love he him. just love his him, charisma is on oh. a different level. Aaliyah was a little shocking because she did do so well up on the main roster. And she had a great push there for a hot minute, man. It wasn't – she didn't get a push. Like, people loved her. Like, the crowd got behind her. It was very organic with her, yeah. and then she gets hurt. Um, Elias slash Ezekiel got uh, let go. <laughs> That's no um, surprise. He hasn't uh, – where has he been anyway? Yeah. You know. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, Riddick Moss, Madcap Moss. Um, that one, I get it because he's he's just he's okay for them. Right. Top Dollar is gone, so again. again, again, like you know, Hit Row is was destined never to work. I mean, the second Swerve was gone, Hit Row was done for, and I know that. It wasn't Swerve's idea. He kind of morphed into them, but he's what really made that, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Sorry. Shelton Benjamin. That surprised Liver and piss out of me. This is not only his second, this is not a second time, people. This is his third time. <laughs> but that one's surprising, but the most surprising one so far mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. I was not expecting Dolph to to be cut because Dolph can go he's a great wrestler he is getting a little long on the tooth I get it yeah. but whatever he Dana never, Brooke he never got the big push right he was always like the almost Shawn Michaels he had one push and he's got the he's got it like got yeah it. we're People, gonna get yeah we'll let's put about. a pin let's put a pin in him okay all right we'll put a pin in there. so D- Dana Brooke okay that's fine oh, yeah. Man- Mansoor <clears throat> Now, that one's a little surprising just because of the connection to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mace, one of the peeps there, um, he's gone. <laughs> Mansoor and Mace, the male model, whatever the fuck their name was. Yeah. They're, they're both out. Quincy Elliott. Daba Kato. It was his second time, I think, around getting canned as well. I think think so shanky sure i have no idea who that is uh ulissa leon yeah daniel MacArthur, bryson montana now that's a name (laughs) that's a good name that literally sounds like somebody who plays lacrosse Uh, and (laughs) kevin ventura cortez that is your list ladies and gentlemen all these people are free agents, allowed to do anything they want in 90 days. Because every single one of them has a no- well, actually, some of them have a 30 day because yeah, NXT, NXT. Yep. NXT has a 30 day not, no compete. And then uh, all of your main roster folk got the 90 day. So that would be Dolph, Shelton, Top Dollar, Riddick Moss, uh, Elias, Aliyah, Emma, Mustafa Ali, Rick Boogs, unfortunately. Uh, Dana Brooke more than likely as well. Everybody else has got the third. Everybody who you recognize name. <laughs> Pretty much. Except for Yulissa Leone. Was Le- Yulissa Le- she was on NXT, right? Yeah, she yeah. sure was. So she's got a third day. Yeah. So those are gone. So now, JJ, fancy booking island with all these free agents. Putting them somewhere, aren't I? Where do they go? All right. So I'm not going to pick every single person here necessarily, right? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna take top them three. Top three. Well, so I'll pick a handful. I don't want to be, you know. Okay. Let's let's okay. let's get in there. So, um, I think the knee jerk reaction is to say Dolph Ziggler to AEW makes a ton of sense, doesn't it? It does make a ton of sense. I think that's more than likely what will happen. I don't think he's necessarily needed because I don't know. I mean. I think that probably is what will happen with that. Um, 
Sean Benjamin, I don't think he's going to go immediately to any other promotion right now. I agree. He'll do some other stuff. Um, I would say Emma or Tanil Dashwood. I'm going to send her back to Impact. I'm going to say she's going to resign. She had, she had a very good relationship at Impact. She had a good run there, right? Mm-hmm. Impact's mm-hmm. been, and we've heard this from people who have been through Impact recently, you know, uh, our good friend Sam Beal, you know, as well as uh, words that uh, uh, Ziggy Dice mentioned, you know, that mm-hmm. the Impact's very cordial about, you know, your comings and goings. Look, they just brought back uh, Jordan Grace, right? You know, after she, you know, so they're, they're known to do this. And the modern day Impact isn't like old school TNA Impact burning bridges so i think she goes back to impact i think it's a good fit for her and for them um and who else um i think you might see i think you might see some of these names here trying to make a run you know going through indies of some sort you know dabakato's one you know he's got big size right uh, i could see mace trying to do something um I'm trying to think about Dana Brooke. Like, I think I don't know if Dana Brooke's gonna stay in wrestling either. I think she might just go no, back to fitness. She's gonna be. I bet she goes back to being a fitness model. Oh yeah, fitness of some sort, CrossFit. You know, you know. Yeah, because I mean, she is gorgeous and has like mm-hmm. amazing muscle tone. Like, just... yeah. So I I don't I don't know if it's gonna have like as big a splash. I'm but I'll go with Tanil in uh uh Impact. Dolphin AW because that's a that's a Tony Khan move. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, those those are my two big. Ones. What about you? Where are you putting people at? All right, so I'm gonna have three buckets. Ooh. I'm gonna have AW, Impact, and New Japan. There are a few of these I could definitely see going to New Japan, and we're okay. gonna start. We're gonna start there. So New Japan would pay money for Riddick Moss. I think he would be a good fit in New Japan. He'd be a great addition to a dying bullet club. Rick Boogs, I think, would do well over there as well. I I, I think that would be a good one. Now, the Impact one is my largest group by far. Mustafa Ali makes a ton of sense in Impact. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I missed that. He totally does. <laughs> uh, Neil Dashwood, Emma, absolutely mm-hmm. agree there. I could see Aaliyah going there as well because they do have a good women's division, and I think that would be good for her to cut her teeth a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I could honestly see Elias going there too. Elias was in my maybe New Japan, but probably Impact, you know, grouping there. Uh, and you know, I would not be surprised if he had a Shelton Benjamin sighting in, in impact. I can see him do that kind of like a, you know, a short sort of pop instant sort of bit type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my AEW is very short, very, very, very short. <laughs> and okay. that's Dolph Ziggler. It's Dolph. It's Dolph, right? Dolph makes the most sense on two fronts. One name. Nick Nemeth. Like, everybody knows who he is. He's a comedian. He likes doing touring with his brother, who usually coincides it with wrestling, like an event where they're going to be at. It's usually one or the other they do it at. Now, if they're together, it makes it a lot easier to do the scheduling. 
And he has been very vocal about trying to get his brother a push and get him his, his roses and getting the things his brother deserves. Okay. I could see him coming in, tagging with his brother, giving his brother a rub, giving his brother a title run, you know, of some sort of the tag team titles with him and his brother, you know, so he can give his brother his flowers and ride off to the sunset and just write a ridiculously amazing autobiography. Okay. All right. I mean, it makes it makes all the sense in the world, especially with his brother being there and his name. I hear you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but like the biggest one out of all that group that makes the most sense is like with a bullet is Mustafa Ali. Yeah, I can't believe like, it totally glossed over. With him, all their I'm flyers like... and everything, Jesus. <laughs> Thank like, God, you know. So hopefully he gets he gets what's coming to him properly because. I think I like I like him in Impact, like you said. I think it's a great spot for him. You know, I think that <clears throat> there's tons of angles they can do in there. Impact's going to have some Impact's interesting. So there's some word. Uh, Sammy Callahan put out a cryptic tweet earlier today because he's uh, he's free agent in three days. Yep, Did you know that yeah. sure is. So that's a cornerstone of current Impact wrestling, and you know. Who knows, right? So there could be definitely good opportunity and room for Mustafa Ali. Is it Mustafa or Mustafa? Whatever. <laughs> I feel terrible not knowing the proper thing because it's just like <laughs> you know, like I've tried and I'm just like I'm done. It's just Mustafa. Ali. Uh, well, I'm not getting down that tangent again. So oh, you guys, much better if there was no T and just call him Mufasa. Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa. All right. Well. Alive. last week there was corporate stuff this week it's the, the talent things and apparently i don't buy it but apparently vince mcmahon's on the way out too or at least for the time being and did you hear the juicy rumor that stephanie and and triple h might be getting a divorce i saw that i go okay yeah <laughs> And you know, I if I would it's love. True, to, I don't know. I, I would love to sit here and talk about that, whatever. But I really don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't believe it's true. First of all, no. And if it is, even if it is, who cares? That's not. That's personal one, stuff. Who one of them did something that they shouldn't have, or maybe they just have grown apart in these years. It happens. It's life, right? Is yeah. whatever. Whatever. I don't know. I'm. I am generally interested to see what WWE looks like in six months. I'm fairly positive it's going to be the exact same thing it was six months ago. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe Vince finally is gone. Right? You know, that would be amazing. We'll see. Oh God! I would, <laughs> let's I would shift gears. Like okay, that. let's, let's that's enough Fed talk for one night. Let's let's talk about Dynamite because there was a Dynamite going on. If you would uh, like to call it that. It felt like one of their old school go-home shows, didn't it? It was an AEW programming. And it was definitely a go-home trying to be a go-home so hard <laughs> that it so wasn't hard. a go-home. It was... yeah. It, it, was... it, it felt flat. I, I mean, I love... So, like, the Wrestle Dream card, ladies and gentlemen, is amazing. 
And I do want to spend some time on that with you. But the let's, show. Let's talk about the show real fast. There was one, two, three, four batches on this show. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I think the first one and the last one were the two best. And they weren't the greatest matches, but they were probably the two best of the night. And the last one was pretty good. I enjoyed I like, the last one. I like the last one. Okay. Well, the open... I'll just, I'll just, I'll just pick one. I'll, they opened with Ray Phoenix and Jeff Jarrett, which was a surprisingly fun match to watch. Mm-hmm. Sure was. Jeff Jarrett, still fun. Crowd liked it. Crowd was actually excellent all night. I will say that. Yeah, the crowd. I mean, <laughs> the crowd was very chant happy. Oh my god! They, they were trying to make everything a chant. Like if somebody said "thumb, thumb, thumb, thumb." It's like, Jesus, guys, like you don't have to make every word they say a chance. Poor MJF. Like, we'll get into his. Well, let's get to him quick. Ray Phoenix, Jeff Jarrett, what were your thoughts about that? They they left the belt on Ray Phoenix, thank God. When they came out with Jeff Jarrett, you knew they were going to. It was Mm -hmm. fun. Aubrey had a fun little spot against Karen Jarrett, my favorite long-term storytelling in AEW right now. (laughs) You know, um, it it was fine. I mean, I had nothing, no, no ill will towards this match. It was a fun little match. Ray Phoenix won. Cool. Yep. That was, that was that. Then you had a nice video <laughs> of the boat bros. I love this. I love this so much. So they were out on MJF's dad's boat, which <laughs> like stepbrother vibes hard. <laughs> But, you know, they're sitting there talking about everything, and MJF super jealous about the whole Roddy thing, offers to go get some beers, gets ready to put, he puts on the, the ring, he's going to totally hit uh, Cole in the back of the head, and then doesn't, comes to his senses, and it's like, and Cole's like, it's okay for friend, guys to have more than one friend, man. Like, it's that's normal. It's, it's usual. So campy. It was fantastic. And at the end, it's like they went fishing for a big show, apparently. Not fishing for religion. You know, they went fishing for a big show. <laughs> it made it campier and even better. The that's fact right. that he was dressed up as Captain Insano got me. <laughs> I know. This is the second time he's been Captain Insano on a Dynamite episode. God bless you, Paul White. Preach. Yeah, and then also with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, I am a hopeless romantic. (laughs) And my wife and I, our very first date, we went and saw the Waterboy romantic movie. That's so good. So good. I want to save the next bit here. Um, there's really two things I want to talk about. Okay, um, okay. we start talking about MJF a little bit. I want to talk about him, and I want to talk about this next bit. Those are two. Those are two best things I found of the, of the night, right? Yeah. So let's let's just let's, put a go ahead and put put MJF to bed then. Oh, so right now, yeah. Let's get it out of the way because yeah, then, yeah so, later on is when he came out and he had they had the promo with Adam Cole who got hurt. I think legitimately got hurt jumping off of the ramp at. <laughs> can't can't get a break well he can apparently yeah yeah his 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 ankle's a kit kat um <laughs> so adam cole mjf are in the middle of the ring adam cole was on crutches announced to everybody that he has broken his ankle in three places and tore ligaments and he is out and they were going to relinquish the titles but oh no oh no, no, no mjf no. is 
not going to give it to the righteous. Who? The righteous. Uh, so he's going to do a handicap match at Wrestle Dream for the Ring of Honor Championships because he knows how much those belts mean to Adam Cole. Hope we get Vita at Wrestle Dream. Please, God, Tony, give us Vita. Yeah. Love Vita. She's a great interview. If you want to go back and watch that, you absolutely can. We Excellent. did a fantastic Excellent interview with Vita. Jamie and her movies, geeked out on horror movies for at least 20 minutes. It was that I'm just sitting here just like, hi. <laughs> oh, that's where Which, I had like my my uh, my kidney stone, too. I like ran out in the middle of the interview because I had my doctor go. Okay, anyway. Sorry. That's right. Um, so, also. I'll put a pin up here. Go check it out, guys. Speaking of that, you know what next week starts, right? It's spooky season. Well, it's been scare season since September one, my house, (laughs) but we get to talk horror movies every single week up until Halloween. So Jamie's had a full year. For those of you not familiar, maybe you haven't been with us since last October, but if you don't know, this is Jamie's shtick, right? You know, he's got a poster behind him of horror, of horror franchises, right? But we do he so every October is some sort of horror movie themed stuff going on. So last year you had some really good topics week to week. I'm really interested to see what you come up with this time here. It's basically J, J, Jamie puts JJ on blast and JJ treads water to try and like find an answer half the time. Yeah. It's, it's great for me guys. <laughs> um, all right. So, 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 so here comes Roddy then. Yeah. Fantastic. Cause here's Adam Cole with a legitimate busted up ankle, right? On crutches and all this stuff. And you hear, Adam! Adam! And Roddy's being wheeled out by <laughs> the kingdom in his hospital gown in a wheelchair. <laughs> I personally love hospital gown, glasses, the neck brace, and socks with his wife's face, Marina Shafir, airbrushed on it all over them. Fantastic, Roddy. He's amazing. <laughs> he's so damn good. Yeah. So he comes up, what about me? What about me? And here's a guy who just said he's going to have to go get, you know, surgery. And he wants him to come down and take care of him and his fake neck injury. But on the boat, M. Jeff learned a valuable lesson. And even though he doesn't, he thinks that Roddy's not worth it and a total douche and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. He supports Adam Cole. Go be with your friend. I got this. Talking about, you know, the match and the belts and all that stuff. So he does. And as they turn around Roddy, he's not in a rascal, but he had a wheelchair that's dubbed Hot Roddy. (laughs) He needs a rascal. Where's the Roddy rascal at? Come on, guys. Where is my damn Roddy rascal? (laughs) So that was all the fun stuff, but then the good stuff happened. Yes. So right after that all happened, MJF is getting ready to talk, and Bullet Club music hits. Bang, bang, gang, in full force. Here comes Jay White, Rock Hard, The Guns, Card Blade. Card Blade, yes. (laughs) Cannot forget Card Blade, ladies and gentlemen. And honestly, as soon as I saw him, I thought of one person, one person alone. 
our good Heather. Heather. Yes. Thinking about you when I saw this, because you prophesized this eons ago that this would happen, and I do want to give you a call, a shout out on that because they had a promo off, and at first, when MJF was laying in to Jay White, I thought, oh my God, they just buried Jay White. Mm-hmm. Like, I had that, like, what are they doing to Jay White? Why are they doing this? They just well, buried the shit out of it him. Was, and it was going, like, long. And this is especially the part where Jamie was referencing. Everything MJF said, he stopped, and there was a chant going on from the crowd. Yes. I was to the point where I'm like, God damn it, don't do this to Jay White, Colorado. Stop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give him some time to retort. But MJF's good. It was good. But people always forget about the exotic accent that is Jay White. <laughs> and people forget that he's a phenomenal talker. And he brought the wood right back. And I was like, this is a match <clears throat> I've been wanting. Didn't want it right now because I wanted to save it and build it and make it this beautiful present. On Christmas, you know, or whatever <laughs> you're into. Like, I just want to open this up on a special event. Yeah. But it seems like we're getting it a little sooner, and I'm for it. It feels like full gear. You know, I thought for a second they were going to do Wrestle Dream and have him wrestle two matches in, oh in my one God. night. Dude, there's not enough. There's This card's already ridiculous. There's not enough room. <laughs> I know. I know. But it feels People like full gear, right? I yeah, mean, it, it screams full year. Especially with Cole being out now, so you got to have something for him. What better thing than putting Jay White in the main event like he should be? I, I, everything about this is great. Dude, couldn't agree more. Do you think they're going to drop the belt to him? No. You think that's still Cole? No. I mean, because we don't know how long Cole's going to be out now, so that that whole bit is got to be put on the shelf, at least somewhat. I mean, it's an ankle, so he could still be there and be like the guy on crutches walking around. Yeah, he's going to be out, depending on how bad it was, eight weeks. That's wrestling. I mean, he'll be off TV maybe for two, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then he mm-hmm. can be there, you know. he would be in a boot and, you know. So he could be part of the storylines going on. I don't know. Yeah. But so I want to cut to the very end of the show too. Cause like then I, like we just That's get it all yeah. done. We don't have to go. We, we'll, we'll bounce around. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Cause we're just doing this whole MJF thing together. Well, after the main event, they cut to a backstage thing where Jay Weiss is getting the shit kicked out of him by five random dudes and a person. And I'm making this very clear. A person. And the devil mask. I mean. I know who it is. Who is it? Not MJF. I know it's not MJF. I knew that for a fact. I'm like, that's not MJF. There's no way. It's somebody who should be riding around in a goddamn rascal. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Roddy. It's Roddy. Well, we 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 know that this thing's fake. He 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 re-injured himself when he saw Adam coming out to the ring. You know, after his loss to Samoa Joe. So, long-term story. Okay, 
Do you think then that okay? <clears throat> what's your what's your booking play here? Because we got Jay Weiss next in line basically to challenge MJF. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The long term story has obviously been the double switch, right? With MJF becoming face and Adam Cole becoming heel. Adam mm-hmm. Cole makes sense to be the one that takes the belt off of him, but now we don't know when or if that'll happen. Do you still think that's the play? Do you think that they just keep it on MJF for the long haul? What do you think? Do you think Jay Roddy by chance? I mean, what do you, what's your thoughts? Not Roddy. I he think Roddy, take it off him. he might get a shot at it though. I think Roddy is what tips uh, with everything he's doing right now. This is what tips Adam Cole to become bad. Like, I feel like this is that's the heel piece. I am really wondering, legit wondering, how real his injury is. He's okay, Fabe, in that ankle. I think I'm hoping with my heart of hearts, it's a bit of a work. Like it's probably hurt, but I don't know if it's as maybe bad just as they're saying. Rained, you know, and so yeah, because a torn ligament in an ankle is a sprain. Technically, ladies and gentlemen, the bones are the part that gets you, you know, if you get those yeah, bones, yeah. that's there, where. Yeah, so we'll see. Like, I, I want it to be a work so bad because then if this is Roddy, this is the sound like the hook at the end that shows that Roddy's the one behind all this. And then here comes Adam to completely destroy MJF. Oh, my God, the payoff would be so amazing. I mean, I mean, and, and it's an easy setup because it's basically like this whole thing was the plan from the very beginning, and we we went to make sure you were a thousand percent broken, you know, to get us there. You know, we couldn't have you mm-hmm. just kind of be into it. We had to make sure that you were a thousand percent, you know, and that's when we broke you. You know, we'll see in the next couple of weeks if it's a work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do you want to talk about next? Then, uh, sir? Let's do, do, let's do you... the uh, um, real fast. There was a Darby and uh, Christian Cage. Well, promo that actually wasn't bad. I heard you had an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> bring everybody. Bring your mom. Bring your sister. Bring Nick Wayne. Bring Nick Wayne's mom. If that's a good idea, I'll give her a call. <laughs> <laughs> I got her digits. <laughs> I actually didn't mind this. Now, on 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 for those of you who missed it on Rampage, Christian Cage became the official TNT champion. Uh, when Darby went to the coffin drop, was going to go pin, and he got thrown off top, and then Cage pins Luchasaurus to be the official TNT champion. Now, so they have a two out of three falls match at uh, Wrestle Dream. So. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. I'm gonna put a pin in that one. I like I like the promo though. I thought it was good. I thought Christian's doing fantastic work. Um, Same with Darby. Darby, that was good from Darbs. Darby can do. Darby's not okay. My, your problem with Darby is what happens for seventy percent of his matches. Eighty percent. Eighty percent of his matches. Okay, all right. For majority of the in from bell to bell is your problem with Darby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So we had two matches. Two, so there's two matches. There's a couple of little promos here and there, previewing stuff. It's all previewing stuff for Wrestle Dream, so we're not going to get into it. So there's a four way match, which is fine. It's kind of like a preview of 
Wrestle Dream because it's one member of each of the four tag teams that's going to be going against each other. So I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. Shocker Orange Cassidy won. If anybody was <clears throat> saw the names. So if I gave you these names, <laughs> Orange Cassidy, Austin Gunn, Matt Jackson, and Penta, you thought you would be thinking to yourself, there's only two people who can win this match. It's either going to be Penta or Orange because the other two are tag team specialists. Mm-hmm. And then, like, honestly, the star size of everybody in there, it's like, oh, this is Orange. Orange is winning. And Easy. He did. <laughs> what? So yeah, that yeah. one, you had also a triple threat match to determine Ray Fancy's next opponent next week. On the four-year anniversary of Dynamite, one member of the Lucha Brothers, and he could have fought Christian Castagno- or Claudio Castagnoli, Brian Cage, or one half of the Young Bucks uh, in Nick Jackson. Gee, I wonder who was going to win that match. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was, yeah. Not surprised. And that's great. It's going to be a fantastic match next week. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like all the flippy spinny bullshit that I love. But anyway. Yeah. So we have one match and one segment to talk about. Well, we got two segments. Let's let's talk about. You want to talk about the contract signing? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the women's match first before we talk about? I mean, that was probably the match of the night. Um, oh, let's do the contract signing first, because <laughs> actually, I no. Let's talk about. The, let's, let's do women's match. Let's do women's match. Okay. So speaking of storytelling, yeah, Julia Hart versus Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale came out with her eye covered, and then uh, during the match, it got exposed and showed that, hey, it's got some of the black, crusty stuff. So that got Jamie's wheels a turn. Uh-oh. I, I, uh-oh. <laughs> Who else has had the black stuff around their <clears throat> eye? Julia Hart. Do you think this is a, cha- a ploy to get willow nightingale in the house i'm not gonna lie that thought caught that thought crossed my mind twice maybe three times during this match it did at the beginning because i noticed her her logo nightingale is in a very it always has been this way but i haven't really noticed it but it's been in a very demonic looking font if you look at her entrance rent music, it looks like the same font that you have House of Black written out of. Hmm. She seemed to have more beef with uh, Brody King during the ma- parts of this match, which is I like. It's cool. She even did mm-hmm. Brody's dog barking trick, you know, thing. And I, that's when I'm like, oh. And the crowd got so behind it. Oh, yes, they did. And I'm like think about this she's the female version of Brody king on the house of black julia hart's yeah. the female version of malachi on the house of black i was starting you to buy should... into it i don't know if i go that way fully but then you need a female uh buddy and then you're good <laughs> and you got you got freak athletes on the female roster left and right you know uh, there's people yeah. out there that are available mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. maybe a dana brooke Mm. I'm just thinking freak athlete, you know. <laughs> She's not a freak athlete. She's just She's a freak. Regardless, I don't know if they're going to go with that that path. I'm happy to see a women's match that was pretty good. It wasn't the greatest women's match we've seen in AEW, but I thought it was mm-hmm. pretty damn good and featured 
Nobody from the Outcasts? Britt Baker? Sheeta? You have more women. This proved it. You can use them. <laughs> it was nice to see Julia Hart and Willow Nightingale and not the usual suspects. Because yeah. I, I haven't seen, I legit have not watched a Julia Hart match since Dark. And most of her matches are on either Rampage or Collision. Yeah, which, I mean, Saturdays are really hard. Saturdays are tough, right? Mostly they're on Rampage, too, for a lot of times. You know, but they've been good. You know, she's like that moonsault she did to win. Look, great. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. So, anyway, more on Julia Hart momentarily. All right, we have so there's there's the contract signing, and then the thing I want to get to. So, contract signing. What your what are your thoughts about your typical in the show with a wrestling show with a match contract signing for the upcoming pay per view? It was your typical contract signing, hundred percent. Like I wanted it to be just a tad different. I mean, the the most difference out of all of them was the slap. Like Swerve slapped the shit. One five fingers like, into the face hard. It was. It, yeah. I was like, damn. Swerve was great. That's, this whole thing was not necessary at all. The yeah. match is already. We're already set for the match. We're ready for it. It's cool. We know the story. Swerve wants the spot. He doesn't care who it is. He wants he wants to be the first black champion. Great. Ooh. Let's see the match. I'm ready for it, right? I don't I didn't need this. I didn't need this at all. No. I did need Don, I did need the, the, the Don Callis family in my eyeballs though. Did you though? I did. Okay, so we might have a different opinion here. Okay. So Don Callis had a, there's a quick little video promo they had before. They're in Tokyo. They're going after Kota Ibushi because of the match. And we'll get into the full card. But the match at yeah. uh, at Russell Dream is uh, the Don Callis family of Sammy Guevara. Guevara. The Alpha. Kodosuke Takeshka. And, oh, let's just throw in Will fucking Osprey <laughs> Versus Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Chris Jericho. Um so they're in they're in Tokyo to go ambush uh Abushi. And then they come out to the ring and it comes out with just Takeshka and Kalis. Kalis getting that Iron Sheik heat, and he introduces the newest member to the Don Kalis family, Sammy Guevara. And I'm gonna save my thoughts here. Okay. So they do some promo to talk about it. they show a video of them you know, like murdering Kodabushi over in his dojo. What were your thoughts about the whole Don Cow's family angle and everything they're doing with Don Cow's family? Go. I love everything except for Sammy. Okay. What Sammy was saying was not wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's just I can't stand Sammy. Okay. Cannot stand him. Like X Pac Heat level. Mm -hmm. I want him away from my TV. And he's not wrong, though. Like, Jericho's selfish. Jericho will bury anybody, man. Like, he was telling some hard-ass truths. But, man, like, I don't want Sammy. Like, okay. Plus, Moxley getting hurt. Costas, Moxley versus Osprey. Mm. You know? Because oh, yeah. that was going to happen. That was going to happen. It'll still happen eventually. Oh, yeah. Counterpoint. Okay. My exact note that I wrote down here, and I'll get in, I'll explain this in a second, because this is going to, you're not going to like this at first. 
Okay. Next words. Smartest thing they, they could have done to Sammy. Putting him in the Don Cal's family. Here's why. They did a slight rebrand with him. He comes out. He's got Scarface style uh, entrance, you know, video, right? He comes out wearing the, the he looks like, it's, it's, it's all Scarface thing, basically. He comes out, white pants, you know, the, 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 the expensive shirt, right? Not rock style, you know, but shades, you know, all that stuff. Smug mm-hmm. look on him. The minute he opens his mouth, fuck you, Sammy Chance. And there's one other person in AEW who has that level of heat. And his name is Don Callis. And this whole Don family, Don, Don family, it's a mafia thing. I love this. It makes sense. Because what do you do with Sammy? He proved that he doesn't have the chops to be top guy by himself yet, right? In ring, he's fantastic. We know we, we've never disagreed. We've never argued that fact, right? Yeah. He can wrestle. He can do all crazy, stupid shit. Fantastic, right? So what do you do with a guy that everyone hates? You put him on the faction with a guy that everybody legitimately hates. I love it. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Get this, you get this mafia thing going on now. Cool. The mafia aspect, but God, I just hate Sammy. That's my, that's my <laughs> I problem. know you do. I know you do, but that's why you put him with Don because Don's got Iron Sheik heat everywhere he goes. So, yeah, but you don't want Don's heat to turn into X Pac heat because of Sammy. I don't think it will. I think you'll see Sammy's heat change right no no Sammy, way people will boo him and then when the, when the match gets like 10 minutes in and it's it's an all-out banger they're cheering and screaming right and then nope. the match is over and they boo him again right i don't think no. he's got x-pac heat yet right but do you not remember like three months ago touche yeah okay so he's 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 I bordering he's bordering months. on x-pac heat let's put it that way Okay. Well, when him and Tay were out together, he was getting Xbox. He was. He was. Hardcore. Both of them were. People turned on them like I, I've never seen. Like, that was the fastest, like, oh, we love you. What the hell? We hate you. you know? <laughs> it was fast. Interestingly, though, I don't know. I think ever since, you know, and this is due to pregnancy, I know, but ever since Tay's been away and they've broken that up a little bit on screen, you know. I think it's subsided a little bit, right? You know, yeah. I, that's, I that's why. I th- that's why I think it's smart. Because what do you do with Sammy? You're, you can't keep him with Jericho because nobody cares, right? That whole match at Grand Slam, nobody cared. <laughs> Not one person cared. The most interesting thing was low blow. Here comes Don Callis. Don Callis can make it interesting and he can, he can end up, you know, going six months and then offering Sammy as a sacrifice to get somebody else. Right. Daniel Garcia, who knows? Right. Yeah. And maybe that gives Sammy a push, but this is where you put him because that's where the heat is. Even if it's a little, even if it's a little nuclear on Sammy's side, I think it's good. I think it's smart. That's me. Agree to disagree. You guys let us know what you think. Was this, was this a good move? I think it's hurting Callus. I think this is gonna okay. hurt Callus. Well, let me ask you in retort: What do you do with Sammy then? Fire him. <laughs> He's not gonna fire him. You know that. Suspend him 
forever. For being unlikable? I mean... (laughs) It works in some places. Uh, Well, That was the show. Like I said, it was an okay show. But what's going to be more than okay is going to be Wrestle Dream. Austin said this last week. They're going to slap it together on the weekend. It's probably going to be fire. 100%. 100%. They, they did it. JB's got the card handy. Let's go through. Let's go through. Uh, quick quick programming note. Um, so do this to be like the new pay-per-view on the blog for AEW. Um, quick turnaround. We already have stuff kind of in line going on this weekend. All of us do. All three of us. So we're not going to be doing a post show this Sunday. We'll talk about Russell Dream. We'll review the winner of the belt. And everything on Wednesday show. Yep. Go Chiefs, by the way. They play on Sunday <laughs> night. You All play right. the Jets. <clears throat> I think you'll be fine. You never know. You never know, though. Oh, I know. I know. You, you could have the hopeless Raiders like almost come back and beat you. Um, so. I think you lose to the Lions at home, too. I mean. Yeah, without two of our key players. Um. We know you're playing the Jets. It's you play Zach Wilson, yeah, dude. It's, it's fine. <laughs> um, all right. So first match, the match that I did not know I needed, but absolutely am ecstatic to see it. Ricky Starks versus Wheeler Utah. Yes, please. Right. Ricky's gonna win that though. I, I like the fact that this is kind of playing off the whole thing with Danielson, but they've decided to move away. Texas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. death match on Saturday. Now we're getting Yuta. I go, oh yes, that's what I want. Yeah, give me some of that. So right after that, you have Young Bucks, the Guns, Lucha Bros, and Orange Cassidy and Hook. Winning team gets a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match. Do you think this is I don't think this is the Bucks? I think they're gonna save that for probably next summer. Yeah, I think this is this is where Jamie gets to have gets to have a little fun here. I think it's going to be the guns who win. Oh, I hope so. And I think the guns are going to cash in that night. Ooh. And then the guns are going to become the new world tag team champion. I like all of that. I like all of that. As long as it's not Hook and Orange Cassidy, I'm sorry. I love OC. This is not where we need him. <laughs> but it's a good thing for Hook because Hook needs this. Hook needs the rub, and you gotta keep OC on the card somehow if you're gonna be, you know. And, and this is where this is where we miss Austin right now because, I mean, I miss him. Period. But without Austin here, like I think he could probably do a really good job explaining Orange Cassidy and Hook because he's we've talked about it. He's talked about it. We're mm-hmm. Hook really isn't that great of a wrestler right now, man. And Orange is. And then sometimes when people aren't that great as a wrestler, what they do, they throw them in tag teams (laughs) to protect them. And, you know, let the one good wrestler do most of the work while the other guy is still cutting his teeth. Yep. I think he's good. I think he's good. I like your prediction, too. Chris Stantlander versus Julia Hart. Julia Hart hasn't lost in 18 months or 17 months. They said that way too many times than I wanted to hear it tonight. 
Because you know what it means. You know what that means, unfortunately. I would love to see love. I have been a big proponent. We both have. And, and Austin has too, a little bit, if you've been following us as well. But we've been big proponents of Julia Hart, especially in the past, like, seven, eight months when she's really been back wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they said that way too many times in <laughs> the go-home yeah. show. Yeah, so more likely stats going to win unless we have a turning Willow Nightingale. Ooh, uh, Jamie's going fantasy booking, like, it just all over the place tonight. Look out. No, uh, we know stats. It's going to win, but I'm just saying. Um, It'd be cool right, to have he, a turning Willow Nightingale just in general. If it, it maybe comes after the match, right? Mm-hmm. She joins the house. Um, all right, then you have Eddie Kingston going up against Shibata for the Ring of Honor Championship and the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. Find it interesting that they're putting them up together. Cool. I'm, I'm for it. Why not? I mean, anytime I get to see Eddie Kingston on my TV is a good yeah. day. I have a feeling because there's a lot of Ring of Honor titles on the line here. Which makes sense if they're going to do monthly pay-per-views. You can mix in some Ring of Honor into it, right? But I have a feeling mm-hmm. this one's going to be on the on the zero hour. Yeah, I I kind of get that feeling too. Mm-hmm. Christian Cage versus Darby Allen, two out of three falls. So you might as well say three falls out of three falls. <laughs> um, worst damn trope of all time. Ah. Uh. If they just every once in a while did they win the two first two, just yeah, keep sweet, sweet. How do you feel about this one? I mean, the pay per views in Seattle. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel like that's all I need to say about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Randy. Unless oh you're th- oh 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 I know where you're going go unless Adam Copeland A.K.A. Edge oh, that's shows up I was going for the uh, oh Nick Wayne oh Nick for Wayne sure turn. Nick Wayne turn Nick Wayne Nick Wayne I like if that happens and he crushes his soul and lets Cage win Christian win uh I would be so ecstatic for what it's <laughs> worth. I hear that a lot, Randy. <laughs> I hear that I say I laugh like Seth Rogen a lot. For what it's worth, I actually am older than Seth Rogen. Just barely. But enough to be like, he's so technically, <laughs> he laughs that. like me. Um, technically. But no, I appreciate it. Thank you. I think of all the people on the roster, Darby Allen would be one that would be like, no, I don't need to win in my hometown because this is a better story. Let's do it, right? I feel like he would be down like that. He's already won the TNT title in Seattle already, but I'm yeah. sticking by my original. <laughs> I just he, think. he is all about the storytelling. Like the, He is more of the artsy guy. It makes a lot of sense. Have the Nick Wayne turn right he there. Wants to, he wants to put Nick Wayne over too so hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's an understatement. All right, uh, you have the Golden Lovers and Chris Jericho going up against the Don Callis family of Kaneske, Takeshka, uh, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay, the Billy Goat himself. And how it left, I think we know how this is going to end up. 
it feels <laughs> pretty strong. This is going to be a uh, well. I don't want to include Osprey and the Don Cal's family because. I don't think he is. Even when he he's signs with a hired AEW, gun. He's a hired he's gun. He's a hired gun. He's going to have his own thing. But I feel like the Don, I'm just going to call it Don Cow's family regardless. I feel like it's it's just it's definitely set up for them to win. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Then you have the MJF match of the night. We're in a handicap match against <laughs> the Righteous for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. I think we know how this one's going to end up as well because, you know, you never bet against the devil. No. Unless Vita shows up, give us Vita, Tony. Give us Vita, goddammit. Unless but, you, know, you see a still... boy named Johnny and he plays the fiddle. <laughs> then you that's the only time you bet that's against the, only time. the only devil. Time. Um, and it's yeah. in Georgia. Yeah. Although I do like the righteous getting, I do like the righteous getting a little AEW rub. I do like that. Me effing too. I love their gimmick. I mean, it's so it's much, so good, and oh. the horror fan in me digs it beyond all <laughs> things because it's so good. Cult leader, evangelistic, devil's reject mix in there, so, like psycho socio. Like he's got it all path. Right and and legit may or may not have a severed head in his freezer <laughs> right now. I mean, it's fantastic. Like, yeah, he 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 trips all the triggers for me, and I would love to have Vincent on this show, but we'd have to go through AEW in order to make that happen. And you and know, if we they have anybody, hoops, and they have a lot of yes. hoops. So we're trying. Actually, we, but we, we don't want person, but that person's in a different department. Right, right. It's like, there's a lot of hoops, and we're two big fellers, so it's a little hard. <laughs> yes. All right. FTR versus Ozzy Open for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. This is the same team that just lost their Ring of Honor Championships a month ago. Mm-hmm. But they and deserve this match because they're amazing. They definitely deserve the match. I think this match is going to fuck <laughs> for oh. a while. <laughs> seriously this would be great and if your prediction is true about the guns which you, you we haven't got to that match but you know yeah, we did. i like it i don't think i don't think ftr is losing the aussie open either way no i don't think i think it's gonna be a hard fought match they're gonna the ftr is gonna win and then it gets cashed in on them and then you have new tag team champions i love that <laughs> that plays well into the jay white storyline too so anyway Exactly, exactly. Then you have Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. I I honestly don't know. Because both men are... Both men are over in general. Both men are booking over as well. So... Mm-hmm. It feels like Swerve. But I don't know, man. I I mean, every every minute I bounce back and forth on what I think will go with this. Because I could see this one literally go either way. I don't think a loss does either one of them any harm. I think a win is great for both of them, but not necessarily bigger for one than the other. Maybe Swerve, it's bigger. Swerve, it's bigger win. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to go with Swerve because he's from Seattle too. And I'm going to keep mm-hmm. that. And I don't know. So you know how I always do this. Who can afford to lose? Who can't? Right. And this is going to be a bit of a surprise. I think Swerve could actually take the loss here. I think either could, personally. That's my. That's what I, I think Hanger needs this win because a lot of people... As they've said in the, their 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 uh, promos, he has been. People think he's been given his spot. It's a good point. Not just CM Punk, but yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, like Swerve's tapping into everything, so he's the one who needs to prove to everybody that this is his spot. I firmly believe he needs to win this match. Okay. I I get all that. I think I fully fully get you there. I still think this could be either or though. Oh, for sure. I'm just like I just like, I don't know because it's like he needs to win it. I feel like they position and they're starting to get in there with Swerve to give him a top a, a run, not at MJF, not at the top top, but mm-hmm. something right. Especially if Darby Allen wins the TNT title. Yeah. Um, one of one of these Seattle boys has to lose. Both of them can't win. I'm with you there. Absolutely. Well, you got three three Seattle boys. Basically Seattle. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, this last one. Uh, basically. Um, <clears throat> not really yeah. Seattle, but close enough. Seattle. Right? Close enough. Pacific Northwest. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last match is Jamie's wet dream yeah. of a match. Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. Oof. Oof. for bragging rights of who's the best technical wrestler. <laughs> and I'm not affecting this in the equation about the Seattle Boys must win because this doesn't matter, you know. In that argument, I think Danielson wins. Same, you know. Of course he will, but yeah. You might. I'm gonna have to check on you midway through the match and make sure you, you know, your BP is still, you know, below 180. Yeah, just to <laughs> so, so here's here's a question for you, and I've been just holding this in my back pocket for a little bit. Okay, what you got? So Brian Danielson, Zach Saber Jr. is by far, in a way, going to be one of the best technical matches we've probably seen in the past three to four years. Sure, I. I has, don't hesitate to say that. I think that's a very, very easy statement to accomplish, yes. What do you think, or sorry, when do you think the last technical match actually happened on WWE? Like really technical? A, a technical master class like this. Um. I would say Walter Dragovich, NXT Takeover. That's NXT though. I want. I want. That's fed, a WWE fed. brand. Not anymore. They don't consider it a brand. Oh, God damn it! Well, when it happened, it was okay. I want that like, was it. Fed, fed. <laughs> you know that was it. No, 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 no. yeah, yeah. Because that's where I was getting ready to go. Like NXT's got it, but the, like the fed. the main you're looking, show. You're looking for main the two. Main, main show. shows. Main two. The money draws. Oh my god! Um, 
They have to be right? pre AEW. I mean, yeah, definitely pre AEW. There's only one match that comes to my mind. I'm trying to think because there was a, there was a Claudio match. He had a couple good matches in there. I think he had one with Dolph. Like mm-hmm. right after he he left the uh, uh, the real Americans, I can't think of one on top of my head other than that. I know that that match Her- happened somewhere, but that that's about the it. last one that comes to my mind is Daniel Bryan against CM Punk. Okay, it's probably the last one I can really think of. That's a big one, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you because. It- Daniel Bryan's he usually fought against I mean would you consider Daniel Bryan and uh um RKO stuff though? But is Randy that technical? That's what I'm trying to ask. Is he? He kind of is. But he's But yeah, no, no, no. this is too technical. This is a technical masterclass. Right. Well, I I don't think there's anything since the probably since the 90s that Fed would have to put up against technical wrestling wise. I'm talking like early nineties. <laughs> well, like Jericho Dimalenko, like that's one of the ones I can think of too. Right. Well, and they did have, yeah, cause they had a lot of post WCW stuff. Cause when they absorbed, they did bring in a good amount of technical wrestlers. Yeah. So that just brings up my main point in this. So clearly the fed doesn't like technical wrestling because NXT had so many great technical masterclasses. Oh, yeah. Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. Oh. It, brutal but technical. Like, yeah. that thing was just gorgeous. Everything gorgeous Kyle match O'Reilly did was fucking... <laughs> yeah. It, it, te- technical. Like, it was great. So, they have it out against technical. It, is technical wrestling a dying breed? That's my main question. Okay. Good question. I would say... No, because WWE is not the only controlling force in wrestling. If there was no AEW and New Japan didn't have any penetration into America, I would maybe have a different argument. I think that WWE as a whole, like individually, they probably don't have it out for technical wrestling. But as a whole, their brand is entertainment, right? They've always long. That's what their ethos has been ever since they dropped the F and became an E even before that. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Entertainment wrestling based entertainment. It's not wrestling, right? The band mm-hmm. words, you know, they can't say the word strap. They can't do, you know, a lot of, you know, all that stuff. Right. So I don't want to say like they have it out for technical wrestling, but they definitely have it out for technical wrestling because that's more what wrestling is. Right. You know, luchas, the flippy spinny stuff. You still see a good amount of that in WWE because it's exciting and woo, woo. But technical wrestling is for people who like wrestling. <laughs> and WWE is mm-hmm. searching for the audience that wants to be entertained by a combat like atmosphere. Right? Yeah. So I don't think it's dead, though, because you have. AEW and you have others and oh shit even impact i mean look at some of the josh alexander matches we've seen when he's been healthy you know in the past year and a half right yeah oh my god you know so i think that there's definitely an appetite for it i don't think it's the 
biggest aspect of wrestling out there, but I wouldn't say it's dead or dying by any stretch of the imagination. So for me, you know, I, I think we are officially hitting the super novae <laughs> of technical wrestling. So that is the official name of a dying star. Okay. And I think it has a lot to do with generational things. Okay. So okay. our grandparents, you know, if they were wrestling fans, Grew up on technical wrestling because it's all it was. Yep. Right? Then our parents got technical wrestling mixed in with some top rope, second rope moves. Okay? A little bit of stuff. A little bit here and there. Yeah. You know, and maybe just a little bit more. And then us, we lived in the golden years, you know, of wrestling. Yeah. Granted, we are older than probably some of our fan base. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that... We got technical wrestling in the beginning, got Lucha Libre, like we got exposed to all these things, and we got storytelling and, and all these other pieces, but the wrestling product was always phenomenal. Yep. The new generation is the slide the scale is sliding, right? So technical wrestling is way less important, as you just said, like because with WWE, the entertainment. Technical wrestling doesn't matter. John Cena, not a technical wrestler, had the three moves of doom, did his thing. But he was arguably the most pivotal, you know, influential wrestler for a decade, you know. And right. and now we're in Roman Reigns. If anybody wants to say Roman Reigns is a technical wrestler, you can just, like, unfollow us. You know, because <laughs> he's not. Like, he's, that is not his shtick. He's Samoan John Cena. Okay. Yeah. It's fine that he's not. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, everybody. Hopefully everybody hears this. He actually reinvented himself into an interesting character when he became yeah. real. So, cool. Good for him. Right. You know, and, and like, yes, there's other avenues to be able to get it right now. And that's really great for us as the true wrestling fan, not wrestling entertainment fans. But as we move forward, man, I think my daughter's, when they get a little bit older, man, they're not going to care about technical wrestling. They might because of me, but that's about it. And like the people watch the fed now, their kids watch it later. They're not going to care about watching Zack Sabre jr. Versus Brian Danielson. Yeah. I hear, you, you know, it's, it, it's sad. It hurts me because it's beautiful. The artistry, <clears throat> the, the catch wrestling, all of these things that come with technical wrestling are near and dear to my heart. That's why I love Japanese style wrestling. Like the, the Joshis still do it and everything like that. You might get it more out of the women and maybe the women become more technical and I'd be super in on that. I'd be cool with that. You know, maybe that's the evolution that they go, you know, then we get that new era then we might get a golden age of women's wrestling. Cause I know they're, they're trying to push towards that and maybe that's the route, but I, I hear you. I don't. I think that a lot of that, and you can make good, you can make good equate, you know, equations between that and just wrestling, like amateur wrestling, right? Like wrestling used to be massive, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. Did you wrestle in high school at all? I did not. I played basketball. Okay. You played basketball. Okay. Yeah. My dad did. So my dad played football and wrestled, right? And it was kind of mm-hmm. like, that mm-hmm. was the standard, you know, football. If you're, if you're a big lineman, like my dad was a center, right? You know, mm-hmm. you're a lineman, you wrestled. That was what you did. I mean, everybody did it. Everybody loved it. And it was a thing, you know, and wrestling was big and college wrestling was big, right? And Olympic wrestling was big, right? What what's, what's, What is collegiate and what is, you know, like club wrestling, you know, is it, it's not as big anymore as it is. In certain places it is, it is, right? But you look around, mm-hmm. just like the major universities, for example, Mizzou is in the the Big 12. We won the Big 12 the past four years that we've been in it, by the way, uh, in wrestling because there is no SEC wrestling, right? So you have all these mm-hmm, major universities mm-hmm. and you don't have wrestling everywhere, right? It's not like the big thing, right? I hate to say like this, but <clears throat> non-professional wrestling has become similar to hockey, right? And I think technical wrestling is that. Because technical wrestling is derived off of that, right? That's your foundation, you know? You wrestled as a kid. You wrestled in school. You want to become a professional wrestler. You become like Brian Danielson, Zack Zaber Jr., right? You know? Mm-hmm. I think that it's still, I believe it's always going to be there, but it just might not be as big of a piece, as big as a part out of it. But there's still, there's still, I think, I feel like there's still a hunger for it. Because you go to places, like if you go down to Oklahoma, you go to Iowa, you go to Mizzou, and they're selling out the arena for a wrestling match against who cares. <laughs> so, Iowa's program is the biggest in, in, in the country. Absolutely. Iowa and Iowa Pyros. State. For they have Pyros. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like I said, it is, it is. You go to any one of those schools, it's big, it's big times. I mean, Mizzou had a big wrestling thing they did uh, at Bush Stadium <laughs> with Mizzou in Illinois, right? You know, mm-hmm. and they and they put twenty five thousand people in the stands for for collegiate wrestling, right? So the I hear you that it's not what it was, and I don't think it ever will be, but I don't believe it's going to die. I think it'll become smaller. But you know how these things are. They're cyclical, too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe the women is the way back to technical mastery. And I'd be all for that. Yeah, God, I hope you're right. <laughs> this, is, this is not going to be the swan song of technical wrestling, Jamie. Don't worry. I know you're thinking it is going to be this Sunday, but it's not. It's going to be amazing. I feel, I feel like it's the beginning and the end, man. It could be, it could be the peak. It could be the last peak for a little bit, but that road down goes back up eventually. God, I hope I hope you're right. <laughs> I really hope you're Let right. Let the optimist and me get you there, man. We're gonna get there. Well, we're gonna. <laughs> hey, one week to book it and fucking banger, man. This shows. We're, mm-hmm. This shows wild. Two out of three falls match. One three women's match. Me. You could have had another one, but at least the women's match we're getting is something different. Cool. I'm very appreciative of that. Um, bunch of crazy stipulation stuff, potential for maybe a same day cash in. We'll see, you know, and yeah, titles on the line. So final thoughts, a W dynamite, uh, a W wrestle dream. Uh, huh. <laughs> He's good. Um, He's good. 
<laughs> you can do it. <laughs> you said water boy. I had to pull it out, man. I had to pull it out. Yeah. What's funny? So it was like there's one of the streamers I follow on Twitch. You know, we were all like a bunch of us in chat. We were going and just started doing like water boy references out of nowhere. And she she's about four or five years younger than us, right? You know, never seen the water yeah. boy. And we're all like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> this is my wife and I's first date ever. It's like everybody see the water boy, you know. Ah, uh, anyway. Everybody. Moral of the story, guys. Go see The Water Boy. Next week, uh, we'll have. So, once again, reminder no post show after Wrestle Dream. We will be back next week with an Austin uh, Reddick by our side. We'll recap the pay per view. We'll see who the new champion is going to be, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, oh, for our picks. Um, and we'll talk about the post dynamite show and everything else going on in the wrestling world. Plus, it's the beginning of October, so Jamie's going to have something horror movie related for us. We got an action-packed show next week. Please, if you haven't already, like, subscribe, give us a follow, whatever the terminology is. Hit that alert bell so you know when we do go live, because we do do live uh, or post-show recaps uh for some pay-per-views we do it for the main pay-per-views and that aw is moving to a monthly schedule we're gonna have to rethink some of this but uh hit that bell so you know when we go live uh but we'll be back next week for sure same bad time same bad channel and yeah jamie take us home man all right ladies and gentlemen if you're not down to spot fest i got one word for you i don't even want to try super nove <laughs> We need to get that's gotta be a shirt. We gotta make that to a shirt. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Peace.